Good morning, Hillside. Can we stand as we get ready to worship together? I also want to welcome all of you uh, online. And uh, I want to turn it over to, uh, to Anne to pray for us this morning. Good morning. Ah, all right, let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you um, that you are good. Thank you that you are here. Thank you, God, that um, we get, we have the freedom to be here to worship you. Um, we don't have to worry about who knows whether we go to church or not, God, that we have um, so much safety and freedom here just to worship you. And so I thank you for that, God. And I just pray for this service here this morning, Lord. Um, I pray that you would fill this room with your glory, God, that you um, would be known, that hearts would be changed, God, that you would teach us uh, to know you more accurately and to love you more fully. Um, Jesus, that we would come away from here changed um, and, and more like you um, and more able to go out into the world and share all that you've given us um, and watch your kingdom expand. So we just uh, lift up all of the speakers and singers and teachers and participants in today's service. Um, Lord, we thank you um, for the abundance. We thank you that you give us more than we can ask or imagine. And we just uh, look forward to what you're going to do here this morning. Um, we thank you for the opportunity to be here together. Um, and we just pray that you would um, be glorified by our actions and our, and our honor to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Falling down in worship To sing the song of ages to the Lamb And all who've gone before us And all who will believe Will sing the song of ages to the Lamb Your name is the highest Your name is the greatest your name stands above them all all thrones and dominions all powers and positions your name stands above them all and the angels cry holy all creation cries Holy, you are lifted high. Holy, holy forever. If you've been forgiven, and if you've been redeemed, sing the song forever to the Lamb. walk in freedom and if you bear his name sing a song forever
So great a mercy 
Can I get an amen? amen. Hey, uh, also, we have a lot of folks here. If there is a seat next to you, can you scoot towards the center aisle uh, just to make this, the seats on the end a little bit more accessible? And when you do that, go ahead and have a seat. 
Now, hey, I would be remiss if I didn't say happy Father's Day to all the fathers and father figures here. Can I get a, a big round of applause? So my name's Keon. I'm here to welcome you to Hillside. A couple quick notes. We got these prayer cards. If you are in need of prayer, if you are in need of intercession, write it down on the card and we'll pray for you. We'll have our prayer team come and pray for you. And then if you are new here or if you have new contact information, just fill out one of these uh, connect cards. They're in the back of the seat in front of you. Okay. Now let's get to our announcements. I think we got a first slide up. It was a little different. Great. Hey, so we have our kids camp coming up and there are a lot of needs here. So registration for kids is open. It's Monday, July 24th through Friday, July 28th. That goes from 10 to noon. This is kids from K through fifth grade. Okay. The, the focus here is uh, follow Jesus here, follow Jesus there, follow Jesus you got it okay hey we also need uh, leaders so if you feel a stirring in your heart at this moment to lead our kids uh, lead our community kids towards Christ this is a great opportunity so you can talk to Carly there and as always with anything I'm about to say up here if it goes in one ear and you forget it and it goes out the other it's in our e-news so that's the Thursday email that comes out we also have a lot of needs uh, for this kids camp. So uh, look for your e in your e-news for donations that we need uh, for that kids camp. Okay. Next up, we've got lunch bunch. Now this is Wednesday at 11:30. Everyone is welcome to come to lunch bunch. I have wanted to make it to lunch bunch many times, uh, but the whole idea is food and fellowship and becoming better together. So make sure you sign up and uh, show up. Have some lunch. It'll be good. Now for our final announcement. Juneteenth, Freedom Day. This is an incredibly important day uh, socially. It's also an incredibly important uh, day spiritually. And so if you want to learn more about the holiday, uh, you can show up at June 19th at 7 p.m. It's going to meet in Bergeson Hall. My hope is that we overflow Bergeson Hall with as many people that show up and we have to move to another room. So that's going to be there. Now, that's it as far as announcements go. So why don't we stand up, greet each other, and I want you to share uh, some, uh, the, the father figure in your life. Share something important about that individual and uh, say hi to someone you haven't met. You may not be able to see me behind a wall of manliness, but I am back here trying to add to the manliness, doing my best. Um, if we could have our ushers come forward for our offering. Um, let's first pray uh, about what we uh, give to God that he will just multiply it. God, we give gratefully. We give with hearts that um, are thankful for all that you've done for us and desiring that what we give you will be used in a powerful way to advance your kingdom. God, it's a privilege to be able to do this. We thank you for that. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, as men in this church, we want to declare that we need each other that um, we were not created to be alone, to walk through this life alone. And um, on Father's Day, it's not necessarily specifically just Men's Day, but everybody has a father. Many are fathers. And um, we want to make this amazing declaration. So first, I want to roll a, a quick video clip recapping something that, uh, that Dan said that I think sets us up quite nicely when he spoke in the park uh, a few weeks ago. Made in his image in love handcrafted, made for a relationship with him, to know him. 
made for relationship with one another and made to do all sorts of creative things and creative service for this world. And of course, being his children, it has implications for all of us. It means we're brothers and sisters. We're not strangers to each other. We belong to each other. And that means that we have the privilege of showing all the loyalty, all the commitment, and sometimes even the long sufferingness that goes along with having siblings. We're a family. We can't find what we need We get a little restless from the searching Get a little worn down in between Like a bull chasing the matador As a man left to his own schemes Everybody needs someone beside him Shining like a lighthouse from the sea Take the world alone I know that in my weakness I'm strong But it's your love that brings me home Brother, let me be your shelter
Let's stand as we respond.
in that power, the power that you have given us through the death and resurrection of Jesus, our Savior. God, we cannot do it on our own strength, but you have given us everything that we need. We love you, Lord. And on Father's Day, we just thank you for your perfect example to us and that you created fatherhood and give us the opportunity to pour into the next generations. We love you. We want to celebrate you and your character and your goodness and give you all the glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go ahead and be seated. God, so excited to be a father. I've been waiting for this my whole life. Lord, you have blessed me so much with an amazing dad and a wonderful grandpa who have loved me so much. This little baby, I, I want to give all my love to this little baby. God, I can't wait for this. I want to just teach this little one all about your love. Heavenly Father, I can't wait. My son, I am the Lord your God. You come from a long line of righteous men who've walked in integrity and held on to me. And I will be your rock just as you were theirs, as I was theirs. And your children will be happy and spiritually secure as they have you for an example. Dear Jesus, I don't like Timmy. He tore my book on purpose, but my dad said I have to forgive him because you forgave us and you want us to love Timmy by forgiving him because you want him to see you through us. I don't really understand that, but I love my daddy and he says sometimes you ask us to do hard stuff and if you do ask us to do hard stuff, then you'll help us. So God, please help me to forgive Timmy. I'm so scared I got a child. I have one less to sit on. No, you. How do I? What do I? I, I, I? Lord, I need you. Lord, teach me to be a good father. Son, my son, my precious son, I heard you cry out to me as a child, and I hear you cry out now, and I am near whenever you call on me. As my child, you have complete access to me, so come boldly and with confidence. I have given you my spirit to guide you in all things, even fatherhood. Dear God, my dad said I should try to talk to you like I would to my best friend, Andy. He said you'll be the best friend I ever have and a perfect father, even better than him. My dad shows me all the time how to follow your ways, and I want to be just like my daddy when I grow up. 
God, I have a baby, a baby. She's so tiny and fragile. And yet, she's got a pretty strong grip. I'm pretty sure she's going to be an athlete. But what do I know about being an athlete? I like science and computers. The closest thing I got to an athletic competition was running down the hall with my science fair project to meet a deadline. All because my dad got a flat tire along the way. <laughs> Lord, how did my dad do it? How am I supposed to be a father? My blessed child, I came that you might have life and have it to the fullest. Therefore, hide my commandments on your heart and teach them to your child. Teach them to him when you hold him and when you sit with him and eventually when you walk with him. I am always with you. Thank you, God, for my daddy. He's the best tickler. <laughs> He's also good at hide and seek. Every time I hide my closet, he finds me. He's so smart. Thank you, God, for my daddy. Dear God, I'm getting married. I love her so much. I can't wait to do life with her. She's such a beautiful representation of who you are and the way she treats others and loves them with your love, especially the tender way she treats her kids. She wants them to know you with all their hearts and learn to lean on you, especially through tough times. And God, you know, they've been through some pretty rough times. And now, I'm stepping into the new role as their stepfather, but I've never been a father before. But I want to love them. I want to protect them. I want to hold them and let them know they are safe with me. I just don't know how to walk into this new role as their stepfather, or if they'll even let me be their father. My son, you are entering a season where you will bear the burdens of your new family. Do not be discouraged. Do not grow weary, but take every opportunity to be a blessing and to do good. In this way, you will not only be a blessing to your family, but you will encourage their faith in me as you are unified as a family in love. Thank you, God, for my stepdad. He's my biggest fan. I mean, I used to get so embarrassed playing soccer. He cheered so loudly that I pretend he was someone else's dad. <laughs> but then, I kind of got used to it. Actually, I kind of liked it, because I knew he really meant it. It took a while, but God, I know he loves me, and that the most important thing to him is that I know you. Hi, God, it's me. Uh, I, I have these 
these boys, well, they're not, they're not my boys. I, I'm their Sunday school teacher. And these little guys, well, a lot of them don't, they don't have dads. And right now it's, it's kind of a hard time for them. And I feel like we're in the same boat because I don't have any kids. I don't even have a wife. It's just me. And look, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I just don't want to let them down. You should see their faces. They come in with dirt smudged on it, but their eyes and their smiles. Most of the time, it looks like they're having a pretty good time with me. Oh, but I don't know what I'm doing. God, I really need your help. My precious son, you set a great example to these little ones in the way you speak to the wet. In the way you speak to them, in the way you act in love, faith, and purity, you imitate me, and you have a great heart of thankfulness. And therefore, they see me every day in you, in the way you treat them, and the way you lead. Dear God, I love Mr. James, he's so funny. His hair's always messy. He drops his papers. He forgets where he puts his glasses. <laughs> he always tells me that you love me, God, a lot. I wish Mr. James was my daddy. Thank you, God, for Mr. James. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. Uh, loving Father, we, we praise you for creating us, for uh, giving us good fathers or father figures along the way. Lord God, thank you for the blessings that you've given us. Thank you that you are the ultimate good father and that you call us to yourself, that you call us to come to you with freedom and confidence. And we ask that you would speak to us, teach us um, through your word, Help us hear from you this morning. Amen. All right, so I think it's fair to say with a few crazy exceptions that all dads want to be good. All dads want to be good dads. All parents want to be good parents. And let's broaden this out even farther. Let's, let's say that all people, again, there's a few exceptions, but all people Deep down, we want to be good. We want to uh, be around what's good. We're drawn to what's good. Uh, we want what's good, and we want to be good. And sometimes it's hard as humans to know what good is. A hard time distinguishing between good and not good or evil. Right? This, is, this happened at the very beginning. You know, we, we actually knew what was good, our Creator showed us what was good, presented to us what was good, and He warned us about something that was not good. And because of our curious nature or rebellious nature, I'm not sure what it was, uh, we, we decided to make a decision on our own apart from God and choose what we thought was good, what looked good to our own eyes, but which He said would lead us to death. We chose that. We desired it. We ate from it. And like he said, 
death entered the world. Sin, pain, shame, and death. And so humanity has been under this darkness, under this veil, under this lack of clarity about what is good and what is evil. And we often choose what is not good. We live in a culture now that calls what is truly evil good and what is, what is good evil. And so we, we're kind of like the blind leading the blind. Humanity is in darkness. You look at the history of the world, you look at you know, social media, news feed, things are dark. Things are not good. And we'd be doomed in that state, in that lost state, in that state of darkness, were it not for light coming into the world. The light of the world coming into our darkness. Goodness himself in the flesh coming to be with us and to show us the way into light and into life. And that's what he's done. The word of life appeared to us as John said it. Let's, let's look at what he said about this. John was one of the eyewitnesses. He was there on the ground when the light of the world came in the flesh and made his dwelling among us to show us true light and to bring us into the light. He said it like this in his letter to the churches. 1 John 1, 3, the life appeared. We've seen it and testify to it. We point people to this life, to this light. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. Wow, thank you, Lord. The eternal life, the word of God came in the flesh, made his dwelling among us. God, who alone is good, truly good, so good that we can't even go into his presence unless he makes a way. God, who is good, became one of us to call us into goodness and to make us good again. People who shine with his light, people who shine with his goodness, people who begin to bring that light and goodness out into his world. Now we read that, we heard we repeatedly, this collective word, the we in the passage, we have seen and we proclaim to him, he has appeared to us, is a group of people who saw, heard, walked, talked, and ate with Jesus, including John, uh, and a couple other guys, uh, Philip and Nathaniel. Let's see how they first encountered this light, what that was like. This is in John, uh, the, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 43. Listen to this. The next day, Jesus. So this is right after his, um, his baptism scene when the Father said, this is my Son whom I love, with him I am well pleased. Um, the anointing of Jesus, the Messiah. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee, so going up north, finding Philip. You hear that? The light of the world found, sought, went after Philip. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Follow me. Follow me out of darkness. Follow me out of what is ungood into the light and into goodness. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida, which is near Galilee. Uh, Philip found Nathanael, 
All right, oh, it's being passed on. Philip found, sought, went after Nathanael and told him, we have found the one. We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote. We found the light. We found the promised one. He's come in his name, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathaniel hears this, and this is his response. Nazareth, can anything good, can anything good come from Nazareth? Apparently, not typically, right? <laughs> I don't know what kind of town Nazareth was, but Nathaniel uh, didn't have a high view of it. Uh, Nathaniel is skeptical. He's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I've been burned before, right? Um, and so here's a great response by Philip. To any skeptic, learn this one. Come and see. He says, come and see. Come and check it out. Come listen to the words that he is saying. Come see the things that he is doing for yourself. Don't judge it too quickly. Come and see. And he does. Nathaniel becomes a follower like us. Come and see yourself. Goodness came in the flesh so we could know him and choose him and attach ourselves to him, the light, goodness in the flesh. And as we do that, and as we decide in humility to learn from him and to listen to the light, listen to goodness in the flesh, something happens, something good. We become more like him. We become more good, real goodness, true goodness, the goodness of God. We begin to bear in ourselves the image and likeness of God, our Father, who alone is truly good. So let's do that. That's why we're here. Uh, let's do that as we go into his word, because every time we go into his word, the God-breathed words in scripture, we have an opportunity to get some goodness from the one who is good. So let's listen and see three things, three bits of goodness that God has for us today. Listen for them. First John 3, so we're back in First John here, 3.19. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. And this is his command, to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. The one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit he gave us. There's probably more than three good things in there, but I'm going to highlight three. Confidence before God, rest in God's presence, and this crazy one at the end, we'll receive anything we ask of him. All right, here we go. Let's look at these. 
Here are the first two packed together, confidence and rest. First John 3 said, this is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. Doesn't that sound nice? Yes. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God. Here is the goodness that God offers you and me today. First fill in, it's in your bulletin. If you want a bulletin, we've got bulletins today. Uh, just raise your hand. The usher will bring you one down. You can follow along. It's up here as well. All right, first thing, confidence and rest in the presence of God. P- confidence that we belong to God, that we are his beloved children, that we are his treasured ones. And rest, comfort, ease in his presence. Now, some of us grew up with fathers, parents, uh, and they were great. Like, they were good. We, we felt confident going to them. We felt at ease in their presence. And if that's true for you, thank God. That is a gift. Because others, you know, of us grew up with fathers that we didn't feel confident going to them. We didn't feel free going to our parents or, or our fathers. Um, There's hesitation. There's fearfulness. We didn't feel at ease in our dad's presence or our parents' presence. You know, maybe they were the harsh critic or, you know, just grumpy, grumpy gusses, whatever, right? The opportunity for all of us, whatever your flawed parent or father was like, is this, to come into the loving presence of God, the Father of all spirits, and be made alive and be at rest, be at shalom, experience peace. I would love that. I would love that. Because it, here's, what's it like to be around people um, that you feel free around, that you feel at rest about, who, who love you and accept you? It's great. Yeah? I mean, you, you feel free to, like, be yourself and to stretch, to take risks and to stumble and to, you know, just laugh at yourself and, and move along and try again. You're encouraged. It's fantastic. And we all know, probably more so, situations, groups, maybe families, maybe even a church, maybe, I don't know, workplaces, uh, maybe a team where you are under the microscope, you know, or you don't feel free. Uh, You feel anxious instead of confidence. You don't feel at ease or at rest. You feel like you got to be on. Isn't that more common? Now, the good thing is pretty rare. The good thing is pretty rare. But here's the deal. Here's here's the opportunity for us. It's for us to be with God, be with him in confidence and at rest wherever we are, wherever we go, whatever situation we are in, whatever new situation we're in where we don't feel confident or at ease, uh, whatever group we're a part of and we have to interact with that we don't feel confident at ease with, We are in God. God, our Father, is in us. So we can feel confident and at rest wherever we are. I was wrestling with this this week. I just felt some anxiety, some restlessness, some dis-ease. I was um, was a little stressed. And it was about work. There's a lot of things that I want to do and I haven't been able to do. And, and I've been frustrated and I've been worried about how people think. And I, I've just kind of fallen into this old way. 
And through this word, through his passage, God has been wooing me, kind of like Randy Fishback. I didn't quite, I didn't quite feel the hand, but God got me there. And it was, Wayne, look to me. Get your eyes on me. Stop practicing the presence of others. Start practicing the presence of me. And it, it was still a wrestle. I knew, yes, but it was still a wrestling. My heart was unsettled, but he pushed me through. He helped me through to get to that place where I'm like, freedom, confidence. It's about you, Jesus. It's about you, loving Father. Thank you. Oh, yes. Good to remember. All right. So anxiety, that, that can get at us. So again, the opportunity today, confidence and rest before God before God, who truly is good, right? He's the one to actually try to work to please and to impress. It's his judgment that counts because he is the highest good. He is the highest good. So how do we get there? How do we get to this place where we are experiencing confidence and rest before God? We heard it. It was in there. Let's go back there. 1 John 3, verse 20. Listen. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts. Thank you, Lord. You're greater than my messed up heart. And he knows everything. He knows my struggles. He knows your struggles. He knows what's going on. If our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God. Okay, we'll unpack that one. Verse 23, here's the key. Believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ. That's the key. Believe, not in yourself, not in others, believe, put your confidence in the name of Jesus, which is to put your confidence in Jesus himself, to put your trust in him. That's the key here. Believing, putting your trust in, being confident in what Jesus has said, what God has said. Believing, putting your trust in, being confident in what he has done. So what has Jesus said? What should we believe? What should we put our trust in? Let's look at this bit, John 6, 28. Then they asked Jesus, they asked him, this is a great question, what must we do, what must we do to do the works God requires? In, others, what, in other words, what do we need to do in order to be right with God, in order to be in right standing with him, in order to be good with God? Jesus answered, the work of God is this. You ready? Believe in the one he has sent. Believe in the one. Don't believe yourself, what you can do, what you did, what you didn't do. Don't believe in them, what they can offer, what they can't offer. Believe in the one he has sent. A lot of people don't feel confident going before God. Why? Because I kind of did some things I shouldn't be doing. We have a conscience. I've done some bad things. I've done some things that he said don't do. I failed to do the things that he told me to do. Right? And that's how we relate with each other. Right? Am I in good stand with him? Do I do the right? God wants us to think of him differently. God is not interested in the works you did or didn't do. Because we all fall short. None of us is worthy, is ready to go to God with confidence based on our own works, our own track record. Because we all fall short, we all sin, we all do things that displease him. 
Good news, though. God knows this. He knows everything. And he's greater than your heart. So, out of his goodness, his abundant, great goodness, God did what we could not do for us. Our loving Father sent his one and only Son into the world to do the work. And Jesus the Son, the eternal word of life, willingly did the work that was required. He bore in his body, on the cross, the punishment that we all deserve for our sins. He, Jesus, bore in his body, on the cross, the condemnation that we all deserve. He bore it for you on the cross. He did it. He extinguished that demand in full so that you and I now can come into the presence of God who is ultimate and thoroughly good with freedom and confidence. Not fearfulness or mousiness, freedom and confidence. Not because you're all that, but because of what he did for us on the cross. That is goodness. That is our good God. So if you want to be more confident when you go to God, put your trust in what Jesus has did, done for you. Get your eyes off yourself and where you've been. Get your eyes on Jesus. Remember the cross and be like, okay, I can go because of you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So let's move toward this. If you want to grow in confidence in coming to God, then it means this. I trust, I believe Jesus more and more. I'm learning to trust him. I'm learning to believe him. I'm choosing to believe him and trust him more and more. And when you do that, it leads to something else. It leads to this next thing. Where you, where I am keeping his commands, I'm doing what pleases him, including loving others more and more. And what that does is that when you come into God's presence, uh, presence with confidence because of what Jesus did for you, because you are learning to do what is good, what he commands, what pleases him more and more, then when you come in his presence, you can be at rest. Because here's the deal. When you go into his presence, sometimes, even though you're confident you can go, when you're with him, you feel a little dis-ease and unease, right? You're not at ease. You're not at rest. And that's because God loves you so much that he doesn't want you just to come to him, but he wants to, when you meet with him, actually make you good, make you actually good. So he will discipline you and me like a loving father, like a father who loves his son. He will discipline you. He will correct you. He will bring mind to things that are not right, not good. He'll shine his light on that, not to condemn you, but to make you good, to bless us and to help us. He's like a good parent. Now look at this, look at this parenting grid here. Where's the grid? Where's the grid? All right. Maybe it's in your bulletin. You got it in your bulletin. All right. I'm going to skip the grid. Oh, there it is. All right. All right, this man, I learned this in, in counseling, my counseling program uh, when I was in seminary, and woo, this is, this is powerful, right? This is about parenting, and this is from a child's perspective. Am I loved? 
Am I loved? Let's say, number one, no. I'm not, I don't, I'm not really loved. Can I do whatever I want? Yes. I'm not loved, but I can do whatever I want. How's that kid going to turn out? Not good. All right. How about number two? Am I loved? No. Oh. Can I get whatever I want? No. That's not good either. That's not a good environment to grow up in. Am I loved? Yes. Woohoo. Can I get whatever I want? Yes. What's that kid like? We've all met that kid, right? <laughs> you might be sitting next to that kid. Am I loved? Yes. Can I get whatever I want? No. There's some limits. That kid has a chance, a better chance to be good. Right? Same with us. God loves you too much to let you just continue in your own ways and your own impression of what's good or not. He will correct you because he loves you. He disciplines you to make you good. So this is how we can come into the goodness of confidence and rest in the presence of God. When we go to him and he corrects us, what do we do? We listen. And we decide to change. We repent. And sometimes it's hard. And so we ask him, Lord, help me. I don't, I don't want to change here. I'll be honest with you, Lord. Um, this is hard. I don't want to do that good thing that you're calling me to do. And he will. He'll strengthen you. He will help you, but you have to choose it. As, as good as you want to get in this world, it, to, it fully depends on your willingness to be humble, to learn from him, and then to obey him. Had a good experience uh, on Friday. Um, friend Chris and I we went uh, evangelizing uh, at Broadway Plaza. We, we try to engage people in spiritual conversations and hopefully get them a little step closer to Jesus. And we met uh, by the Apple Store. We sat down, and I could tell my brother was anxious, which is normal. And uh, because what the heck, right? This is what are people going to think? What? Are, How's this going to go? Are we really doing this? And he even said, man, five years ago, I could never imagine myself doing this. I was like, me too, brother. Yeah. Actually, a year and a half ago, uh, God prompted me, my good and loving father prompted me and kind of, you know, disciplined me, kind of got on me like a good loving father. He said, I want you to go to Berkeley with this guy named Ving and learn how to evangelize at UC Berkeley. Did I tell you that? I'm like... Whoa, first blush, no. <laughs> That's not going to be good. And, uh, but he pestered me. He, he just burdened me, and he wouldn't let it go. So I was like, okay, fine, I'll go. And it was, but I was nervous. I was anxious. I was fearful. And I was where Chris was in this situation. But it was cool because a year and a half later, I'm sitting with him. I'm like, actually, I kind of enjoy this. This is going to be good. God's going to show up. God's going to use us in some little way, right? Because we're obeying him. We're obeying him in this little way. So apply that however you can in your life. It's, I don't have confidence in how people are going to react to me, how people are going to respond to me. I'm not at rest about that at all. And we get a lot of no's. And you get some rude no's sometimes. But 
We're doing it because our loving Father says, this is gonna be good. And at the end of the time together, it's about an hour and a half, at the end, Chris was, he was fired up. He, he was enjoying it. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> Just wanna have some integrity here. All right. So first level of goodness that God has for you and me, confidence and rest before God. And that then leads you into an opportunity for even more goodness, right? Listen to this. Again, 1 John 3.21. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God, and listen to this, and receive from Him anything we ask, woo, because we keep His commands and do what pleases Him. And this is his command, to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he has commanded us. So you can go into his presence anytime with confidence because of what Jesus did for you. And you come at rest. Now, you may not feel rest at right away because he wants to work on you. All right? But you can get there by lining your life up with him more and more. Confidence, rest. And the next level, you can be confident that whatever you ask from him, you will receive from him. Now, I can get a little crazy with that, right? Because I want a lot of things. So I'm like, anything? Does that mean anything, God? All right. Because I saw this in the Wall Street Journal uh, yesterday, Father's Day gifts. Show them the picture. Look at that. That's a real thing. The taming of the brew. Make dad's mornings less frenzied with this attractive alarm clock that moonlights as a barista. It will coax them awake <laughs> while brewing coffee or tea. Only $445. Now, do you think God would give me that if I asked him for it? Would that be good? I mean, I'd probably like catch the house on fire. So maybe let's think about what he's saying here. Uh, when we have a somewhat unclear passage, it's good to go to clear passage in Scripture to see what he's saying. And we get that just later on in 1 John 4, 5, 14. Listen to this. Uh, he says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, ah, there's a catch, according to his will, he hears us, right? And that means that if you're asking for something that doesn't line up with his will, his good and perfect will, his will that is good and perfect for you to make you genuinely good, then he doesn't hear you. He doesn't listen. He lets it go. All right, which is good, right? Your kid asks you for something that's not good, you'd be a bad parent to give it to them. God's the same way. But if you do ask according to his will, and your ask, your desire is lined up with his ask, his will, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. The goodness that God offers you today, confidence and rest in the presence of God. Number two, receiving from God anything you ask that lines up with his will. When you believe in the name of Jesus, when you're doing his commands, when you're doing what pleases him, when you're after that, which includes loving others, then you are lined up and ready to move in his power. You're lined up and ready to receive from him what you ask. You're in the zone. You're primed and ready for God to work in power, his power, 
through you. And it's a beautiful thing. Randy uh, Sherrod, I just met him. Maybe that's not how you say Is that how you say your last name, Randy? Oh, good. Yes. All right. Um, we had a CGM meeting. Uh, first time I was meeting all these guys, fantastic people. And uh, he shared the story about delivering pizzas. Like he was just, he heard about this, this need, this ask to go help deliver pizzas to these restore homes. And first time he was like, mm, kind of stuck, but he's like, eh, maybe if, uh, maybe if I hear it another time. So uh, he, he did hear it another time. And to his credit, he was like, okay, I'm going to do it. Right? God the Father was calling him into goodness. Didn't want to do it as first, at first, right? We're all kind of reluctant that way sometimes. But he decided to do that. And it was awkward, and it was uncomfortable the first few times for sure. He said the first time he came and sat with the people and ate with them the pizza, uh, at some point one of the, they turned to him and said, are you the pizza guy? <laughs> like, they were, they were struck by their pizza guy, the pizza delivery guy, sitting down and eating their pizza with them. <laughs> and so they clarified that. Fast forward a few months, and God is working in him. God is shining light through Randy into these relationships, and it's coming back to him as well. He is being a blessing to them. They are being a blessing to him. He's shining his light and goodness, even to the point where, you know, every month he goes to the particular pizza place and they, they start asking, what are you doing? You know, you come in here, all these pizzas, what are you doing with all these pizzas, you know, once a month? And he got to share the light with them as well, the reason as well. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that trusting our Father. Ah, he's good and doing what he calls us to do. So let's stand and let's do this together, all right? Lord, living God, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for calling us into more goodness. Thank you for wanting to make us truly and genuinely good. And Father, we just ask that you would help us to trust you more, to set aside our skepticism, to just come and see, to give it a chance, to not be so quick to say no, Lord God. Help us not be fools. Help us not miss out the good that you want to lead us into. Help us just be really sensitive to your spirit as we go out from here, ready and primed to do your good and loving will, Lord God. And amen. And if you're feeling like you just need a little more prayer around this, the confidence, the rest, uh, or lining yourself up with his will. I encourage you after this last song to get some prayer with the prayer ministry team.
in a thousand generations And your family and your children And their children and their children His presence will be for you And behind you and beside you All around you and within you He is with you, He is with you In the morning, in the evening In your coming and your going In your weeping and rejoicing He is for you, He is for you He is for you, He is for you He is for you, He is for you He is for you with you and he is for you go in peace amen all right get prayer if you need it say hi to somebody if you haven't yet and go get your kids and come back and hang out a little bit